Hello, this is Michael Rosso, and you're listening to the Film Photography Podcast, the internet radio show for folks who love to shoot film. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're tuning in for the first time, a big welcome to you. This is a very cool, fun place to hang out and listen about film photography. And if you're a return listener, or maybe a listener that's listened from the very beginning, I can't tell you how thrilling it is to have you here with us again. Now, before the boys come in and we get the show started... What show? I thought I'd go over a few uh, spring 2012 meetup and events that are coming up. First and foremost is our May 19th, 2012. It's a Saturday. It's a big Saturday in New York City where we're doing a morning meetup at Lomography on 8th Street. We're going to then proceed to have a photo walk which will lead to a grand finale featuring, that's right, an electro-acoustic set by none other than the Smooth Sailors. For folks familiar with this show, what show? The Smooth Sailors include two members of the Pink Delegates. And of course, members of the Smooth Sailors that you folks know are John Fideli, Dane Johnson, FPP Mark. So we're thrilled to have the end of a photo walk meet up at the Impossible Project space on Broadway at Canal Street and listen to a uh, a small set by the Smooth Sailors while we all kind of wind down for the day. The day is organized by FPP Dan Domi and FPP Michael Kalea. So come down and meet and greet those guys along with myself, Matt Maras, John Fideli, Dane Johnson, Mark Dalzell, and more, more, more. On Saturday, June 9th, it's the FPP London Photo Walk, a greatly anticipated day. FPPers have been screaming for another London Photo Walk, and here it is. The day will include a meetup at Lomography, a photo walk, and, that's right, a FPP finale featuring none other than Smooth Sailors at Lomography. Day was organized by FPP's Darren Pancho Riley. It's going to be a really great day. Looking forward to getting back to Lomography London, seeing everyone there, seeing some familiar faces, seeing some new faces. So come on down and meet myself, John Fideli, Dane Johnson, and Mark Dalzell on Saturday, June 9th in London. Let's not forget about the upcoming weekend in Cleveland that's being run by the Aperture Photo and Variety Store. It's called Analog Pulse, and it's being sponsored by us, FPP, along with A&A Studios, and Old School Photo Lab. It's three days of events with an opening reception held at Aperture on the 29th. And then on Saturday, there's some great events, walks, networking, experiments going on. I know there's going to be a cross-process walk. I know there's going to be an instant photography walk. So pack your bags and head out to the city by the lake. You can go right to our FPP homepage, filmphotographyproject.com, and get all the details And we will be updating the site as we receive more news about what's happening on those great days. Don't go away. We're going to be right back with our show. And I'll see you in a few. What show?
Now here's Ozzy with news about Big as Life pictures. Say, do you know what this is? It's a Kodak 35mm color slide. Not very big, is it? Only two inches by two inches. And yet when you project it on a home screen, you get color pictures as big as life. Now, a Kodak has many fine color slide cameras and a wide range of prices. Here's one I like especially. The new Kodak Signet 50 camera. It has a built-in photoelectric light meter that takes all the guesswork out of exposure. You just aim it at your subject, and it tells you how much light there is or isn't. It's just like having an expert photographer showing you which setting to use. The Kodak Signet 50 camera, complete with flash holder, costs $82.50, or as little as $8.50 down. When you see its many fine features, I'm sure you'll accept no other. Hey, we're back. Oh, wait, we didn't start yet. <laughs> da, da. Hey, it's Michael Rosso. I'm here in the studio. And the excitement is in the air. I mean, we're just like bursting with energy here. Yeah. Film Photography Podcast 58, May 1, 2012. Yes, yes. And i uh, got uh, Mark here. Hey, Mark. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Mark is uh, with his uh, Polaroid 250. And Dane is here. Yes. Hey, Dane. Hey. John is here. Hi. Hello. Hi, how are you? It's May 1st. Yeah, it is. Yeah, pretty soon, uh, you know, a little mm-hmm. over a month, we'll be in Merry Old England. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> Getting ready to walk through London again. And a little less than a month, we'll be uh, in New York City. Yeah. Very busy uh, couple of months. And I tell you, you know, I love when you envision something and it comes true. And I'm very fortunate in my life. Some things I envision, I'm like, oh, this would be great if. And then it happens. Mm-hmm. I always thought... Because the FPP photo walks, have you been on one yet? Uh, England. In England, yes. You saw how crazy it was, right? Yeah. People shoot, like, mostly shooting it's ourselves. It's a free-for-all. It's a free-for-all. And it's just such an enjoyable experience. Uh, by the way, t- uh, Tony Kwan, we're still enjoying Tim Tam. <laughs> Australia's favorite cookie. <laughs> They're a little softer now. but yeah. mm. I thought, I'm like, since FPP is so, I'm eating Tim Tam. Uh, Google it. Since uh, the Google. <laughs> Since FPP is so mellow and cool and people are great, these photo walks, I thought, wouldn't it be great at the end of the day to gather and have a, you know, a musical performance? Mm-hmm. Musical performance, John. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I thought, since I've been going to Smooth Sailor rehearsals and I went to your gig, your fundraiser oh, in Jersey yeah. City. Thanks again for shooting all those great shots. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. I thought it'd be great at the end of the day or in the middle of the day to have a performance mm-hmm. because FPPers have something awesome to shoot. Right. Oh, there it's, you go. I mean, you guys are. It's going to be like uh, like you guys are. Uh, I don't know who. We'll be like we'll be like models. We're just like mm-hmm. the. We get we get compared to them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But be get like off the, the roof, here. Smoothie Road. So here right. we are, May first. Real quick, I want to do a shout out. Yay! Big thanks. To the folks out there who are part of, you know, regular contributors, uh, Matt, our co-host, guys like Dan Domi, Jim Austin. If you go to where it says uh, content. Up top? Yeah, content. Yes. Will you see, like, listings of all the blogs? It says features, news, reviews. Oh, yeah, classic compact cult cameras, breaking news, Matt Marash gallery show, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was, right. uh, that was in this past April. Alex, FPP <clears throat> gallery picks, shooting Melanies. Kodak Ectochrome 100G, Kodak Pony, 1950s little workhorse. <laughs> We have Brian Moore. We have Alex Laux. We have Keith Derrickson. 
page. Contributing. So I always forget to mention the website. You go to filmphotographyproject.com and there's blogs, videos, crazy videos that we shoot, there's John. everything up there. Yes, everything up there. Uh, so I just want to also shout out to our folks, uh, you know, our folks at Blue Moon. Imagine that. Freestyle. Freestyle. The Dark Room on the West Coast. Hamilton Photo Labs. And the folks at Old School Photo Lab, who I'm going to meet in Cleveland in June. Yeah. Never heard of those fellas. No, I like the name, though. Yeah? Yeah. Here's a letter from Tony Kwong. A good friend. <laughs> yes. And this is an awesome letter because, like, he sends, well, he didn't, he didn't send any more Tim Tams, Aww. but he says, enclosed is a Polaroid Big Swinger 3000. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Big Swinger. Now, the Swinger. I know the Swinger. The Swinger it takes old Polaroid roll film, which right. you cannot buy anymore, and if you buy it, it's like dust. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what do you do with this? This is the big swinger. Oh, it's a pack oh, swinger. It's a pack version. It's a pack swinger that takes AG1 flash bulbs. And Tony says, uh, designed to take the FP3000B only. Mm-hmm. But I put some color <laughs> film in there because I'm like, you know what? You know, Rules are made to be broken. Yeah. Uh, I kept firing the shutter while transporting the camera. That's like you, Dane. Remember an old camera? Mm-hmm. That he's, like, mm-hmm. What's your technique? If you find an old camera and the shutter's kind of sticky. What do you do? Uh, exercise. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, give it a just hit it a bunch. A lot of just exercise a lot. And if if it can get going, sometimes you give it a little pop on the bottom. Yeah. He says uh, I cleaned everything. He says everything works. I cleaned the battery area. Uh, it was very messy with the original forty-year-old battery chemistry. Yeah, that's yeah. the file business. I sometimes think. the batteries actually expand and like look like they're just gonna burst. Yes. Mm. Ever see that, Mark? Yes. Um, yeah. I also have a little brass brush that I'll use to scrub scrub the contacts Ooh. too. He says, it's one of my favorite cameras, and here's a spare, which he sent to us. Wow. It's a fixed focus. <laughs> well, it's got a thing that says distance for flash only, 20 feet or 10. It just, is there something that's supposed to move there? But, oh, oh, that's yes. the darken thing. Uh-huh. Now, this camera. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, so the light and darken doesn't actually cover the sensor because it doesn't This have is one. also known as the Yes camera, and I don't mean like John Anderson or, you know, <laughs> who's some of the other guys? Alan White. Yeah. <laughs> Rick Wakeman. Mm. Steve Howe. I see Alan White every year at NAMM. He's always there. Uh, what happens is when you, you press this button... And then you go to focus. Oh, it opens and closes. There's the thing yep. for the sensor in there. And I when you're outside, it. it doesn't work for inside. When you're outside, all of a sudden it says yes. <laughs> in the, in the really? Yeah, I'm it. Really? Oh. It actually says it on the inside uh, here. Point it at the window and press as you turn. Watch. It says yes. Oh, that's Does yes appear on the picture when oh, you take it? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it just says yes, yes across it. Get a big you got to see of, that. Uh, Push down edge. on the red and then trying to turn and says yes. yes. That is great. Like so what? Yes, is, yes. Wow! Is, it's like yes how. Oh, you want to see it, John? Yeah. Oh, yes, man. Yeah, yes, light. that is brilliant. Point to the light like a viewmaster. <laughs> that is brilliant. Wow! The guy that had to like think of that. That said, hmm, how are we going to shut the? Oh, I got an idea. Uh, it's silly. It's called the Polaroid Big, Big Swinger, Swinger Three Thousand. It's something to look for. Yeah. It is something to look for. I I just dismiss those when I see them because I always think that they're rolled. But if I see the if you see the gray one, the gray, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Not the white the one. For, it says distance for flash only. What is what is the distance for flash only? Oh, feet, feet. Now, so it'll take pictures at two feet. Yep. Oh, I see. So you set it uh, with the flash at the two feet. These just pop in. Yeah. Now I have the wrong film in here. I'm going to put the right film in, in two seconds. But I have one more shot of the uh, FP 100B. I just open it all the way. And you know what? Be best. Take a picture, Mike. Two, three. Oh, Ooh. Ooh. a little puff of smoke. Let me get a little that. Get a oh. hit. Here's a little button to eject your Ooh. bulb. That burns. Not in the not into the Tim, Tim Tams. Tams. You'll burn right through the plastic. Ooh. Because nice it's, not, it's not designed for FP100B or 100C, sometimes the pictures can be a little dark. 
But I found that the negatives, if you bleach the negative oh, and, yeah. and scan the neg, is beautiful. Aye. Yeah. So, I have a stack of negatives at the studio that I've been needing oh, to. We gotta, yeah. Well, we got to get that big glass plate and just do bulk. Got to get like an assembly uh, line going. You guys need an intern. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we do. That'd be great. Putting a pack of uh, Polaroid expired 667, which is the equivalent of 3000B. Unfresh. Tam Tam. That was a chocolate Tam Tam. Tam Tam. Tam Tam. Ready here. Oh, good. Oh. It's in there. Nice fresh pack of 667. Tony Flash is going off everywhere. And to- Tony, Tony Kwong's uh, Big Sphinger. I love it. Big Sphinger. Big Sphinger. How many feet is Mark for me? About six? Uh, about no. five. No. Not even four he's four. Five. Four I'd give it five. Uh-huh. Hold up that uh, 3,000, uh, 2050. Uh, Nice. Another puff of smoke. Action. Yeah, look at wow, that. Wow, those bulbs were great. They're AG1 bulbs, also known as peanuts. I would say, based if I close my eyes, I can still see you it. You guys have small children. I would say these are not very child safe. No. Yeah. Each exposure, you get a nice puff of smoke. That's an awesome camera. It's an awesome, awesome <laughs> camera. Thank you, Tony. We're going to play with it in the studio and then have a giveaway. Speaking of giveaways, John's been asking about giveaways. Yeah, we can so give some So why not give away right now? Yes. Sure. Used to be used this big, long process. Now it's like, okay, it's May 1st. How about this? We'll do it F- AM radio style. How's that? The fifth email I get on May 1st, 2012. Wow. Is going to get a Polaroid <laughs> Spectra camera. Oh. Yep. And these are donated. One of these was donated by Alex Laux. You know Alex? Yeah. You met Alex? Big blog contributor. Yes. We also have a runner-up camera. Oh, that's uh, nice. The first camera is a uh, Polaroid Spectra autofocus. Awesome. Yeah. Auto. And the second is a um, Polaroid Spectra 2. Oh, yeah? Like, kind of like a sequel. <laughs> nice. Yep. And uh, as you know, FPP winners never get like... Left out in the cold. No way. We send two packs, you know, pack each with impossible. It's a full starter oh, kit. Man, the starter great. kit. PZ, mm-hmm. either 600 or 680. Yep. Uh, with your Polaroid Spectra. So Beautiful. all you have to do is it has to be on May 1st. Kind of get rewarded for listening to the podcast on the day mm-hmm. it gets released. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, May 1st, send an email to podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Uh. <laughs> high-quality sound effects. ship your camera right out. Now, if you're hearing yeah. this, you're like, oh, I missed it. Don't worry. We'll have more contests yeah. in the future. But that'll, that'll learn you. Yeah. No, you probably should say 2012, right? What I said. Yeah. You didn't. Yeah, you just said, <laughs> oh. So May? every year on May 1st, we know. <laughs> Become May a tradition. 1st, 2012. 2012. There we go. Now, this film should be pretty speedy, so let's. 20 seconds. Speedo. Ugh, it's gooey. Yeah, it's Polaroid. Ugh. Oh, that's Polaroid? This oh, is actual Polaroid. Wow. Oh, it's got a nice little, the grays are real nice. Yeah, look, because this is, oh, yeah, you had a flash. Yeah, because this is my Fuji 3000. Yeah. You can really compare them. Wow. And that there's a different great. smell to this. Oh, God. Can you smell that at home? It's like old fish. <laughs> chemistry, yes. The chemistry is different. It smells Ooh. like uh, latex paint. Mark? Notice the curl, too. Oh, the curl. It's yeah, very that's... grainy, too. Yeah, that's... Oh, it looks great. That camera works great, I have to say. Polaroid Big Swinger. Mm-hmm. Big Always swinger. ask the seller on eBay if the battery compartment is spent. <laughs> this is from uh, George Holderied. H-O-L-D-E-R-I-E-D. Holderied. 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 Where is he from? Switzerland. Ah. I'm a regular listener at FPP, almost from show number one. Thank you for the show. It helps keep film alive. 
I am an electronics engineer and build scientific instruments wow. for astrochemists oh. for a living. Oh, my kind of guy. Yes, I love to shoot and tinker with cameras and fly, and fly gliders when I have time. I, I've been shooting since I bought my first real camera, a Canon FTB. I own one. As a teenager in the late 70s. I still have that camera, but nowadays I shoot 35mm, mostly with my T90, mm. the flagship camera of the Canon FD family. Wow. I also have 20 or so different Polaroid cameras of all sorts. In the 1990s, when the WWW was still in its infancy, Hulk Hogan! I had to set up <laughs> a web server at work, and to learn HTML, built a website about something. Jeez. At the time, my wife had bought me my first SX70 at a flea market, and when I was in search for information, it yielded nothing. I set up my SX70 pages called the Hacker's Guide to the SX70. Soon, I got lots of questions and information about SX70, and the Hacker's Guide became an early crystallization point of the SX70 internet community. There, I published an article, How to Change the Film Speed of the SX-70 for 600 Film by Changing the Capacitor and the Exposure Electronics, and other things such as Circuit that adds a PC, uh, Prontor Computer, Standard Flash Socket to the SX-70 to connect to electronic strobes. Definitely your kind of guy, This is where it's getting Fancy, good yeah, definitely. Here are the samples. Ah, oh. I have been to his site. Wow, this actual circuit This boards. is a great... He actually puts the schematics up. You can, oh, he, he lets you make them yourself. You might not be selling that SX-70 oh. so quick now. Like I know. He's like tabs of acid. There you go, guys. Ooh. It has Purple a, people yeah. eater. Wow. Even though the circuit <laughs> is relatively easy to build, people keep yeah. asking me to sell, them for, uh, to sell them as flash adapters, so I started to make them for five years. Then stopped because I didn't have the time to etch the circuit boards. After a break of four years, still no one else would produce them, and people kept asking me if I wanted, you know, to make them. It's such a beautiful design. The board is etched so nicely. It's, I wish I could do stuff like it's this. It's gorgeous, yeah, right? It's beautiful. I sell them mostly to photographers who want to use SX-70s with studio strobes. I sent you three flash adapters, so you FPP guys <laughs> who would like to play with E-flashes with an SX-70... Maybe on an upcoming show. Free to, uh, free to ask me anytime if you have any questions about the SX-70 and its unique way of flash exposure. Hmm. Now, he included, thank you, George, included yeah, a, great. a fact sheet for that, which includes all these specs. And George, thank you very much. It's the, like really, really awesome, 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 awesome thing to send this way. You would agree, right, John? Oh, absolutely. Right. So it just takes place of this. Yeah. Yeah, and then you just plug in any PC cable flash you've got so kicking around. Sick. Yeah, it's yeah, and it's so not sick. it's not as easy as the, these flashes. The the flash bar flashes aren't just a two wires that touch each other like on a regular hot shoe. There's all kinds of things going on that the the flash tells the camera you know exactly what flash of the flash bar to fire and all kinds of fancy things. So this is actually very complicated, and the the circuitry in this isn't connected to the to the flash itself so you're not going to burn your flash out by using this it's it this little red thing on here um from what i recall from his website it electrically separates the camera circuitry from the flash circuitry so you can't accidentally burn it out oh i've got i think i've got film in my x no you no, used one? up those last five i finish it like, yeah you know, well, joseph looks the other way just take one we'll just take one of his <laughs> yeah yeah uh, we'll find out in a few hours for folks who don't know uh the Impossible Project makes film. You hear about the Nigo. It's either called Nigo or Nigo film. Huh, no. This is SX-70 film, and the frames are you know, like oh, spring colors. colors. Oh, that's, that's cool. cool. You never know. Oh, color frames. Great. Color frames. Yeah, color that frames. That is great. That's a good idea. 
So, you know, folks out there who want to shoot with old Polaroid cameras, you may want to go to the, the Impossible Project. Google it. The Google. Go to the website. Sign up for the newsletter. <laughs> sign up for the little newsletter. And I uh, just wanted to mention that every few months they kind of, like, introduce some cool film. Right. That's a whole, you know, I was just thinking about it. That's a whole big chunk of unused real estate. They could, they could market that out. You could buy branded film. Like, like uh, Nike film. Yeah, like, Walmart. yeah, you, yeah, Nike could put the Nike logo on it and then sell Walmart, it. Target. Buy it cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Target. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, that might bring the price down. So, that might get yeah, into it. FPP is also an official impossible reseller. So oh, go to it's it. already, the Nigo is already out of stock. Oh, oh, yes. Offers press X70 uh, cameras. Oh, done. Nigo, it's done. PX70 color shade. Nigo is gone. Wah, 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 wah. Got to move fast. Yeah, you Google sure it, do. and you will see some examples, I'm sure, of the Nigo film. Yeah, that's awesome. This hey, one th- has pitches. This is from Andrew wow. Bartram. B-A-R-T-R-A-M. Bartram. In War Boys. I know that band. Okay. I don't know what that is. Oh, you hey, can. Mike and the gang, I can't remember the last time I picked up a pen and wrote an actual letter. Here it is, guys. It is. There it is. Written by a blue pen. Whoa. Yep. Nice. I can corroborate. But as I just came back to the house from a rather cold, dark room, I was feeling even more analog than usual. Writing to you to say, keep up the great work. You are all truly inspiring, even for someone who has been shooting film and printing mm. for 25 years. Oh, my. Wow. Mm. Cool. Since first listening to your shows last summer, I have been truly inspired, and my Flickr posting has exploded. <laughs> all caps. With an underline. Oh, Had to get a pro oh, count. Sound effect, please. Oh. Uh, Andrew, do you want this one? Or how's this one? How about this one? That's a good one. Yeah. That's more of a like hmm. a store shop window break. Right. You know? Yeah. So, gas has kicked in. Especially, look, he doesn't even like double-sided. Nope. Nice. One-sided. Especially all things Polaroid. Whatever you do, please do not start selling illegal substances as you seem to be a born... Pusher. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Born pusher. Mm-hmm. Pusher man. Thought you might li- like to know, we have booked 18 days in the USA this summer. Wow. And we'll be spending the uh, four days in New York City. So we are excited to stop by the Impossible Store, mm. iconic buildings, yellow cabs, it says, and Sopranos. I want to sit down. Sopranos. Hey, forget about it. Jersey want City. Sopranos. Yeah, just yeah, come it's, here. It's, uh, come out here. Would love to meet up if you are around. Anyhow, fingers hurting, not used to holding a pen. <laughs> Set some photos, too. Uh, cheers. All the best. Andrew. And cheers. He, Good on you. No. He did send some photos. All nice. right. There's, cool there's writing on the back. He's writing on the back. Oh, he takes that. after you. He likes, he does. He likes to write on them. Ooh, yeah. It's 420 land. Ooh, a uh, S was a Les Paul Junior yeah, double junior, cutaway. Two P nineties, wow. nice heritage cherry red. Wow, that is abstract. An abstract building of some kind. Awesome, black and white looks great. Here's a letter from Italy. It's from it's another. This is a great name. Oh. Here's a letter from Antonio Borriello. Borriello, like the pasta. You know that uh, R's they roll in. Italy. Borriello. Borriello. Oh, I'm thinking of. Yeah. Hope everything is going well down there. Here are some. F- here we have some film. Keep up the good work and talk about me. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Done. Short, sweet. Yep. Talk about me. Let's see. Let's talk. And the talk great about thing you. is uh, Antonio. Is it Antonio? Got a lot of a pictures. Big stack of pictures. Yeah, Anthony. Anthony Borriello. Anthony. 
Send us a ballot. Antony. And of course, it's all Italian. Oh, Vespa. 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 Oh Vespa look at that. Phone booth. Look at that. Part of the world you never thought you'd cool. see. I never saw a phone booth in uh, no. Italy. It's got a lot of nice writing on it, too. Antonio, I want to thank you very much. Now we have trouble with that one. Yeah, We're going to talk about you. Vespa. Your Flickr site, flickr.com forward slash Anthony Boriello, B O R R I E L L O. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. What is that? It's like an alleyway. That looks great. Yeah, these are awesome. If you guys out there, men and women, want to take. Shots of your village and send it our way. It'll be awesome. Yeah. We got some donations. Uh, one from the Bunny Safari Pottery, which is in Canada. It's in Ontario. Is it like a hunting lodge? <laughs> if you go to Flickr, type in Bunny Safari, I think... I was trying to figure out... just said Bunny Safari, no name. But I know that there's a, a name associated... Is it here? Bunny Safari? No, just... Everything's just Bunny Safari. Turn your... Uh, Thank you. Put your porn, put your porn filter on. I know. Quick, yeah. uh, and our good friend, uh, Renault. R-E-N-A-U-D. That would be Renault. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bompuis. Renault. Bompuis. B-O-M-P-U-I-S. Renaud. 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 Can we call him Ronald Bumpus? Renaud is in Hong Kong. Oh. oh, I thought I was doing French. Yeah, also sent us a nice donation. Thank wow. you very much. Awesome. Uh, the donations go pay for a studio, uh, uh, web time, yeah. gifts to give away. We do our giveaways, mm-hmm. but then the postage is like, like <laughs> let's say someone wins in the UK. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. 16 bucks. No, right. Yeah. Hong yeah. Kong, you know, 20 bucks. Exactly. So yeah. it all kind of just goes around. It's great. I have an unused pack of Polaroid high-definition Spectrafilm. It came with Polaroid Pronto that was given to me, which is different cameras. The day code reads 1096, and this was from Todd. And, Todd, I tested it, and I can tell you I tested it last week at the smooth. Oh. Dead. Dead. Yeah. Dead. Dust. Dust. Yeah. It was Dust. Dead. But also, okay. I really, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Really, really appreciate you guys sending it in. Uh, Did I hear somewhere that 600 Inspector stuff, it's, if it's older than a certain year, there's pretty much no chance? Yeah. Did I hear like 2003 or? Three, that, 2000 now? If it's more than 10 years old. kind of pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's, yeah. So. You want like 06, 07, shaky. 08 is fine. 09 is fine. Yeah. 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 09 was it. That's the trouble with old film. I have a, the fridge at the studio is full of 116 and 127 and 616 and stuff that expired in like 1951, and it probably doesn't work. But I just feel bad, either, you know, stripping it to to use the paper or. Have you shot a roll yet of that I, 1950s one? <clears throat> I actually I have a roll in one of my 116 cameras here nice. that I have to finish up. Um, but if that works, I actually I just opened one the other day that it expired in '51. But in, it's so beautiful inside the bo- seal sealed box from Kodak, and inside the box the film is sealed in a lead canister, like it was designed oh, to survive okay. the apocalypse. Yeah. So I feel like if anything would still work, it would be that. So I, you have to you have to literally cut the lead canister open to get the film out of it. Was it hard to get the canister? Open? Oh, I didn't open it yet. Because I was looking for one to strip the, the paper off to re-roll one. But then when I saw how beautifully that thing was packaged, I decided to not use that one. So, But yeah, I started re-rolling 116 yesterday. Uh, as you folks know, or maybe do not know, Kodak stopped making uh, slide ectochrome this year. We had a giveaway earlier in the year. Kodak actually sponsored it. They sent us a bunch of ectochrome. Here's some uh, letters. Here's one from uh, Silos. Oh, Jean-Michael. Uh, Jean-Michael Lavua. Jean-Michel? Jean-Michel. Oh, Jean, Jean-Michel. Jean-Michel Lavoie. Uh, on our site, if you go to our site, there's a, a line that says, how do you pronounce your name? Yeah. You oh, guys really? notice that? Here, uh, Jean-Michel. Is that right? Michel. <laughs> Jean-Michel. Jean-Michael. Jean-Michel. Jean-Michel. L-A-L-A-V-O-O-L. Lavoie. Lavoie. And a spell, L-A-V-O-I-E. Oh, see, I would have said Lavoie. He's in Canada, Quebec. Well, I definitely would have said Lavoie. Yeah, it's French. Yeah. 
uh, fresh from receiving my new Polaroid 250 land camera from you guys. Whoa, 250? 250? Sold it. Oh, even better. Oh. FPP store. Yeah. Got it. Oh, okay. Sorry. I my love my 250. Foray. Yeah. My first foray into instant photography. Good choice. I'll tell you, I like the 250 because the 350, I think, and definitely the 450, I don't want the timer on it. Mm-mm. Well, I think the 350 has the mechanical timer and the 450 has an electronic timer. That's You know what? Otherwise, they're, the 250, 350, 450 are all the same camera. Yeah, no, the timer no, sticks yeah. out of the bag. I mean, I could deal yeah. with it, but it's just not necessary. It's not, not no. clean. Yeah. I, I am now hoping to venture boldly into another uncharted area of analog photography, slide film, provided you will be kind enough to send me some of the precious stuff. <laughs> My cameras are hungry. <laughs> Mamiya 645, very nice. Ooh. Yeah, we sent uh, Jean-Michel some film, so... Awesome. This is uh, from Steve Barker. That's nice and easy to pronounce. Yeah. He says, uh, how to pronounce your name? Slowly in a cock- Cockney accent. Come I dare down. you. I would just say Steve Barker in Cockney. Um, Steve Barker. Barker. It's tough. Steve Barker. Steve hey, Barker. Oh, that's oh, Australian. South Park, uh, Phil Collins. Barker. Oi. Yeah, Steve Barker. Steve Barker. Well, that's Chicago. It's that's, that's going Australian a little, though. Got to be careful. You started shooting film as a kid in the Insult 80s? somebody. By way of Chicago. <laughs> Uh, Boston. I left film till I got kids. Chicago and then moved Cockney. Into digital. I'm refusing to <laughs> play the upgrade game, so I moved back to film. <laughs> I shoot film 35 millimeter and 120. I have a bad case of gas. Yes. 17 cameras and counting. Currently loving shooting uh, chrome slide film and tungsten T64. The tungsten film is designed for indoor lights. I love any film you guys can spare. Steve Bach, I got some uh, Ectochrome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Hey there, I found your podcast. This is from Ryan Nerp. It's a great last name. N-E-R-P. I found your podcast a few months ago, and I, it's been keeping me company late at night in the dark room. About a year ago, I found a Yashica 12 TLR. You know about that? Yashica 12. Yeah, 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 yeah. At a garage sale, I had to grab it. Last summer, my family had a gigantic camping trip out in the Finger Lakes. I was introduced to tons of cousins I never met before. One saw me with a Yashica, and we began talking about photography. It's one thing about family get-together. Sometimes cool. you get together with like the whole large family. You don't even know anybody, yeah. right? Like like cousins, second and, cousins, it's like, and who are you? Yeah. <laughs> right? I never had that experience. Uh, I've been printing along in black and white for a few months. Now loving it. If you send me some one twenty e six, I gladly expand my horizons into developing transparencies at home. You can buy like an e six kit at wow. Freestyle. Mm. Freestyle. Uh, Matt Mirage has been doing it. Uh, and I sent we sent some some Ectochrome film to uh, Ryan. A lot of FPP folks have been getting into uh, darkroom. You know, developing their own film. You tried it, right? I did, yeah. I started a couple weeks ago. I and tried it. It was, went pretty well, right? I completely butchered it, but I managed to, to get some uh, some images out of mm-hmm. it. But, yeah, I messed up my, my ratios pretty badly. You, you showed me the next, and I thought there were, you know, I thought you had, I mean, you had definitely had something there. Yeah, it, no, they, they came out. Uh, they were a little overblown. I, I, it's, I'm, I'm using uh, HC110, which apparently is very um, forgiving. Well, obviously, very forgiving and uh, good for fogging. And I think... I mixed it like one to nine, and it's supposed to be like one to thirty, and I just like I, I overexposed it by like thirty stops or something. But mm-hmm. it still still made an image. So awesome! I got to experiment a little more with that. I was gonna say, do you think you're gonna do it again? Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's I, I actually started doing it just to be able to develop my one sixteen stuff, which is really difficult to send out. So I'll just be doing all my 116 that way. And you think you're going to try the ca- the caffeinol? Not really that interested. No, I definitely like to try it out. Yeah, uh, yeah it's it's all on the list. The Excellent. long, long list of things to try. Yep. That's good, right, John? Wonderful. This is from Jim Hill. He says, Hill, as in not quite big enough to be a mountain. <laughs> Flicker name, Arc Photo Jim, A-R-C. I'm a longtime listener, but I haven't written to the show before. I just wanted to let you know how much this shoe, that's what it says, has inspired me. What show? This show. 
I have been a photographer professionally for some time, all digital for commercial, but I feel like I'm now falling in love with photography all over again. Wow. And for all the right reasons this time. I really wanted to share my knowledge, enthusiasm, and my antique camera collection with people in my local community. While there are plenty of groups centered around photography, none were dedicated to film. So I took it upon myself to join meetup.com and mm. created the NorCal Film Photography Project, mm. NCFPP. Cool. I hope you don't mind me using the phrase film photography project, but that's what it is. I certainly don't want to take anything away from the FPP, exclamation point. As long as you put the NC before it, I don't care. Yeah. Mm. NCFPP. Or how about, you know, FPPME. If you're in Maine. So it's fine. There's no real infringement going on. No. Uh, no. <laughs> Rather, I want it to be a kind of local chapter of FPP, a place where we can talk about film photography, the latest FPP episode, camera gear, and photography in general. And yes, Mike, I promise to include Polaroid and instant photography into the program. Hey, Jim, that's pretty cool. I hope it's still going on. This is when did oh, you yeah. write to us? In March. Oh, man. That's typed. This is typed. That's a, that's a typewriter. Man, I tell you, these film people are analog, man. Yeah, no kidding. This is from Nate Matos. I believe Nate is PD Exposures on the Flickr. He's in Beaverton, Oregon. Sorry it's taking me so long to get these out to you. Oh, he sent us some stuff. Oh, uh, uh, Nate sent us two Super 8 cameras. Wow. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Kodak? What? Uh, let's see. Um, Canon 514 XL-S. It's a really nice camera, and although the Super 8, the Sound Super 8 cartridges, cartridges are no longer sold, it shoots a mighty fine uh, soundless film. Hmm. When we were in film school, they made... Uh, had a little strip. A little strip on A little sound strip on the side. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, the projectors had a sound. It was a ma- magnetic strip on the Super 8. Mm. So you put them in a projector and play the sound. Oh, wow. Cool. Didn't it take up part of the image? It must have. It had to have. Uh, yeah. Sprockets were only on one side. Oh. Mm. The other side. So the other side where the sprockets would be. Yep. Had the magnetic yep. tape there. Then I th- And also the side with the sprocket, if you look really close, it was embossed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because the magnetic side was a little embossed, so if you, when you roll your film, it wouldn't just right. flop to Dump. one side. Mm. Very awesome. Where is the fun in only one camera? So I grabbed another from my collection. <laughs> oh, a Canon, a, a Canon 514XL. This is a little less b- a BR, maybe beater, than the XL, XLS, featuring the same sharp, fast lens. However, the shutter speed of 9 to 10 frames per second opposed to the mm-hmm. XLS 8S 18 to 24 frames per second. Mm-hmm. This camera is what you would call a beater cam. I doubt it. How fun beating it. Yeah. <laughs> I f- it fell from my camera bag and dented the filter thread pretty good. <laughs> the camera guy. still works really well and would be the perfect for someone wanting to start shooting Super 8. <clears throat> the light painting. <laughs> the light meter readout doesn't work. Thankfully, the camera has auto. Auto? Yep. I hope you can find loving homes for both these cameras. Well, Nate, first, it's going to be home here in the studio mm-hmm. for us to shoot our first short film. That's right. That's Entitled. right. Entitled. That'll be fun. <laughs> I'll write the script tonight. We'll do our first Super 8 film here. Oh, what's the name of it? The Big Hand. <laughs> the Big Hand. Ooh, I like where this is going. Uh, when John used to do music with Kevin Crawford, he did demos. Every single song was just called The Big Hand. He made, he made a retro <laughs> <laughs> a tape of all the stuff we did as kids. Be like, uh, yeah, remember, John, we did this song back in 1980, and this one was called The Big Hand. <laughs> then the next song would be like, oh, we recorded this one on our brand-new four-track, and this one's called The Big Hand. <laughs> <laughs> Every song was called The Big Hand. Uh, thank you for the Polaroid Joy Cam. I'll be shooting some 500 film. Sincerely, Nate, PD Exposures on Flickr. You guys are not familiar with the 500 format. We've been over it on the podcast, but we'll break it out in a future time. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hope, by the way, Mark uh, is new to the film photography podcast, and uh, only second time at the studio. I hope you're enjoying this, and you will come back. 
Absolutely. You this are is, invited back. This is a party. We got cookies, Coke. We're ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, I just want to get through, I just want to barrel through the mail because the mail is piling this up. This is a big pile here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to do a big mail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is from Scott Webster. Listening to your last podcast, you talked about sub-miniature cameras, oh. mainly Minox format. I'd like to expand a bit on more what Matt said. Now, this is our February 15th podcast. Right. I'm not sure. Can you type in 14 by 14 film and see what you come up? Sure. The film format is 8 by 11 millimeters. See, I, don't, I think that's bigger. And the film comes in a 36 exposure roll. See here, we have right here on that's the SPP. Smaller than, that's got to be smaller than that. We have Hadson panochromatic film, developed before 1958, August. It looks more modern than that, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It's the, it looks, it looks like more the, like a 64. Yep. And it is... It has that late 50s Astro theme to it. 14 though. by 14 millimeters. Hmm. Made in Japan. Made in Japan. Made in Japan? Hi. Hi. Sorry. All right, John. I can't multitask right now. <laughs> <clears throat> Minox is still supporting this film camera. Oh. You can still get it in 24, 100, and 400 ISO in black and white as well as 100 <laughs> ISO color. They do run about 15 bucks a roll from the Frugal Photographer and Blue Moon Camera. I believe Blue Moon will process the Minox film. By the way, a Blue Moon Camera, Frugal Photographer, and Freestyle. Freestyle! 127, 620, they're not that odd. Uh, and then some of these uh, miniature. No good, John? Nothing. Okay. Here's a letter from Dan Nutt, N-U-T-T. Dan okay. underscore photographic on the Flickr. Dan is from Nottingham, England. He says, Lenses. it's been some time... Shut up. Sorry. It's been some... <laughs> <laughs> it's been some time since I mailed you last. In fact, see below, it was November 2009. I must be one of the few listeners... That listened to the first podcast when it came out wow. in October wow. of 2009. He's a hardcore listener. You mentioned my previous email on the show at the time, and Dwayne took the Mickey out of my name. Stoops. What does that mean? Took the Mickey out of my name. I don't know. Where's it? Where's the letter from? Uh, Nottingham. <laughs> oh. What does that mean? Take it's the Mickey. A, it's a ref- English reference. I don't know what it means. Oh, okay. The Mickey. Anyway, look it up. Right? He, he probably just pronounced it wrong. Okay. What's his name? Somebody's Dan Nutt. I have listened intently over the past two years, and although I've been a silent listener, I have often wanted to email about various topics, but usually listen whilst driving. Uh, says uh, this, the full phrase is to take the mickey out of someone. Oh! Britons have been using this figure of speech for decades. Uh, a mickey, of course, is a mick, a pejorative racist term for an Irishman. Ah, McNutt. It is a oh. common stereotype in both UK and USA that Irishmen have volatile tempers, like to brawl and make good boxers. <laughs> so to take the mickey out of <laughs> well, someone, never heard that. Take the fight or vigor out of someone by mocking them. Do you think Dan is actually Dan McNutt? Probably, maybe. No, he, he's just saying uh, he uh, he made fun of him. Probably made fun of his name. Yeah. Oh. Took the mickey Jeez, out of him. Make fun he of busted him. his chops. There are a few things I want to email about. Firstly, slide film, which you discussed on your January 1st shoe. Shoe? What shoe? I'm an avid shooter of slide film, and on the whole, I would say 80% of my work is E6. E6. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Especially in the summer months for travel and landscapes. My favorite is Velvia 100F, made by Fuji. Hey. They also make Velvia 50, but I find the 100F better for scanning. Whiter whites, colors are truer, but still saturated. Hmm. I wanted to also mention about scanning. I know you guys are fans of the V700. Yes! yes! Epson V700. I used to use Minolta Dual Scan 3, but I've just bought a PlusTech Optic Film 7600i with Silverfast AI Studio 8 uh, software. What? 
Well, you guys don't like the silver fans. Well, it just it, it seems to do a lot of stuff you don't want it to. We could go off on a whole episode yeah. of <laughs> scanning in the software. On the problems. rolling the dice of scanning yeah. with silver fans. The vast majority of my work is 35 millimeters, so dedicated 35 millimeters film scanner has been a must. The resolution of Plus Tech puts it puts out is outstanding, especially considering the price. And the fact that because you are buying new, you get the assurance of a warranty. He says it will outperform the V700. Ooh, you wow. think so, eh, Dan? <laughs> well, the reason I recommend the V700 because it's a scanner that 35, 4x5, 120, 8x10. It's you versatile. Got, you got all the yeah. plates. That, yeah, it comes with all the plates. Yeah. Not, not 110, unfortunately. but No. And then it's just got the blank mask, which I tend to use a lot because I'm always scanning weird stuff. And I want sprocket yeah. holes and things, so we just tape you it just to the glass the and reel. go. Yeah. I bought the cardboard 110 adapter for $80. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen it. on. It's hmm. on my watch list on eBay, but I haven't thrown it. It looks like a really nice design. I've got to keep trying it. I actually haven't had uh, luck scanning 110 yet without it, so I might have to eventually do it because every time I scan the 110, it, something's not right. You know, so. Oh, really? Yep. How are you, are you taping it? I was taping it to the uh, the four by five. I have two sided tape because it fits just across the middle, mm-hmm. so you can get two sided tape on either side. But it's uh, it's just I think it's it's a, some I if it's the picture's really bright or something outside or something it works. But I can't otherwise it's just hmm. it, I'm ha- you know I have to re- I have a whole pile of stuff to rescan. I'm just still having trouble with it. Oh, so. I just bought one of the uh, the Lomography Digitalizer. 35 millimeter frames, which actually should be arriving today. So we're gonna. What does it do? I mean, it's it's a 35 millimeter f- holder, but um, it it's seen, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah. they so advertise that it uses magnets to hold the film, so you can put 35 in it, but scan the sprocket holes and you don't have really to cut easily. It, so you can slide. Yeah, you through. can use the hole. So you can actually like scan oh, six, pull through, scan the next six, pull through. That's so you don't have smart. to keep resetting. So it's good, and if you've got like the like the spinner camera, yeah. you oh. can scan like a whole oh. foot of frame all at once yeah. with the sprocket holes. Right. Right. Yeah, and it, it fits with the V seven hundred. Mike, you need one of those. It'll just lay on the glass, I guess. Yeah, I don't think it like snaps into those. Well, there's those other holes. ones I've seen. There's another guy that's making the ones that are uh, adjustable height because scanner, you know, the actual focal point on the scanner is like just above the glass. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, in some scanners, or depending on how it was set up at the at the factory, even sometimes the hill have it, it has little tiny notches where you can give it a step up or oh, a step no down. Kidding. And he did a test where he scanned it in the three different steps, and the one of them was just amazing he could wow. zoom in you could see like the diet coke can okay. whatever and the other two you couldn't even read it really? so it's that problem is most of the film i have is bowed out it curves it's yeah film. so it's so it kind of you get the middle and focus when the outsides oh, are shit. out but whatever so the you know like i said a whole we could do a whole episode on mm-hmm. scanning issues if you know but should. absolutely yeah. no we definitely should yeah quick shout out to ed livingston uh we've been giving away kodak ectochrome for the past three four months Big batch from uh, Kodak. They expired. We got it in December of 2011. Uh, and our giveaways are fueled by you, the listener. Ed Livingston sent 22 rolls wow. of Elite Chrome. Uh, he says, I bought it uh, from a decent eBay seller. The film is a little crunchy, but appears to have not been stored too badly. Mm. It's been in his freezer since he purchased it. So thank you very much, wow. Ed. Uh, folks out there, if you're sitting on a bunch of film where you look and you switch maybe to portrait, you're like, oh, I'm never going to shoot this other stuff. Send it our way. Give we it a good a, home. Yeah, we have a continual rotation of film. Mark's looking at a there's Viewmaster right now. <laughs> <laughs> folks who don't know what that is, uh, we're going to talk about that in just two, a few seconds. Let's take a quick break, and let's hear Matt talk about range finders. Hey, everybody. Matt Mirage here. 
I'm going to talk today about rangefinder cameras. You know, I've really been biased on cameras over over the past couple years and honestly have never given rangefinders a chance. I don't know whether it's that they were completely different from what I was trained on, which was SLR cameras and looking at the ground glass and just what you see is what you get. Or if it was a trust thing, like I didn't trust the rangefinder. I hear people about, oh, my rangefinder is busted. I can't, I can't focus it correctly. And I just... I didn't see what was what was so nice about all these rangefinder cameras, but and it wasn't until I think I was shooting with uh, the Yashica Electro GSN last summer, and then a couple weeks ago seeing a friend's Leica that I was like, whoa! Now I know what they're talking about with these rangefinder cameras. There's there's a there's definitely something to be said for the build quality, the just the the style of shooting. Uh, well, the first thing I noticed, and I think uh, uh, Nate Matos said in one of his YouTube videos, you know, you don't smudge your 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 nose and your face don't get smudged all into the camera. The rangefinder is always usually to the the far left corner of the of the camera, and you can kind of use one eye to watch the world around you, and you focus with your right eye, and there's all these frame lines. And you can actually watch your subject, if you're a street photographer or a portrait photographer, you can kind of watch the world around your camera. You're not like going into this separate world of the camera, focusing, and then coming back out and something's different. You can kind of see everything happen, the shot evolves around you. And I know a lot of people love rangefinders that you can see the image while you're taking it. It's, uh, it is kind of cool because... Like the image is taken, but there's no blackout. There's no separation. There's no, you're continuously looking and able to analyze the scene and see if you got it right or got it wrong. There's always a little bit of doubt that's imparted on you when you use an SLR camera. So I've really come to uh, come to like these rangefinder cameras. I don't have one myself, so if you have any suggestions, please email me, matt.mirage at gmail.com. Yo! Yo. Yeah, there's a lot of rangefinders out there. I think for the longest time I was in doubt that my Polaroid 420 (laughs) was a rangefinder camera. Yeah, you push and pull the squeaky little gears until you got your image and that's it. But it's not until I used a really, really, really nice rangefinder, at least looked through it, that I was like, whoa, this is kind of cool. They're really bright. They're really lightly made. They're compact. Usually they have very quiet shutters because there's no thunk like with the with the mirror. They just have a really cool feel to them. So yeah, rangefinder cameras. I think I'm going to give them a shot. Man, they just have a really cool feel about them. They're some of the oldest cameras. And funny enough, some of the newest cameras right now in the digital realm are coming out as rangefinders. And they're trying their hardest to look like retro cameras. It's very cool. There's a lot of history behind them. Happy shooting. Long live film. Hey, we're back. Last show we talked about, Dane, how you're digging the Konica C35 yes, yes, rangefinder. Uh, uh, John, uh, this is your first time using a rangefinder. You're using uh-huh. the, I call it the M camera, but actually the model number's up top. A5. This is Mark's camera. Uh, yep. Which he kindly lent to us. It was in a big box of cameras, and you were least interested. I bought in this a batch one. of Minolta. Uh, oh, speaking, yeah, I have some news on that one too. Actually, I was least interested in the abomination that Dane the took. High matic. And I went and shot. Remember that night we were leaving from Smooth? I went and shot it, and uh, I got those. They're on. Uh, I got to. I got to put them in the flicker. But I, I got them back, and and it shoots nice pictures. It's just what's uh, it called? It's the uh, Minolta Hymatic S2. Yeah, Hymatic. And, and it you is the, like it. I don't like it either, but it's okay. No, you don't like it. No, well, the whole point is you it guys doesn't really going to really do go anything in, and it was, but it takes, unique. you know what it got? It took some really, like, I, I, it doesn't take any better pictures than a, like the, the Epic. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't have any, there's newer cameras that are smaller that, that it's take average. the same, it's average. All the pictures came out, put it that way, whether it was dark, light. So it is a very usable camera. It's not garbage. 
but it just doesn't have any cool light leaks there or any kind of thing There are cameras like that. that, for example, the Konica C35, yeah. uh, what makes this special to you? It has like a, a sharpness to it that's just a little grittier. Hmm. That's not like just a regular pit. It's just got, it's got style to it in some way. And there's some on the, the Flicker for both of mine. Flicker, as, what is mine? DJ, Dane J777, is that me? Yeah. Dane J777. Dane J777, yeah. I actually bought a domain just to make it easier. to. I got to do that. Yeah. That's right. I, I bought uh, I bought myboringpictures.com and so you can just go right to <laughs> myboringpictures and it forwards you to my Flickr. That's great. <laughs> so that way when people are like, oh, can I see some? Yeah, I just go to myboringpictures. So pictures. I bought my even more boringpictures.com earlier. <laughs> you today. did? No. Oh. <laughs> Quick, get it now. Now, John, you're a Minolta yes. man. I shot with the uh, Minolta A5. And the same thing. I found it kind of like fine, but yeah. there's nothing that like sparked. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Some, yeah. Somehow, okay. Some, you make a bond with a camera. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. you know, you never forget your first one. Well, yes. Yes. But how did you feel about that? You have a different perspective. Uh, it's a totally different uh, zone than my. You like it? Than my 700. Yeah. Well, it's just that you know the focus is on the inside. I'm not used to that. It's just kind of relearning how to how to use the camera. It's heavier. It's a little more you know off balance for me. Do you I mean, think I like you the would... rangefinder aspect? Of you do. It. Yeah. Okay. It's nice. The, if you go to speaking of heavy, yeah. oh. My my one and only rangefinder, which it weighs a ton. It looks like a stereo. It looks like a seventy two like GMC Buick, pickup truck, even yeah. though it's got, got the flip up lights. Oh, like an old, Ooh, like it's an like old, a sixty seven yeah. T bird. Like that now one. I've got that, uh, the. Um, I thought so this, she'd be bigger. People at, at home are like, "Well, what the hell are they talking Cold about?" Cold shoe or hot shoe? Hot shoe. Hot, oh, working good working hot shoe with a PC cable. Like, let me just explain what it is. This is I, I mentioned it last time. This is the uh, the Ansco Mark M, which was manufactured uh, from nineteen sixty 1960 to nineteen sixty three. Other parts of the world, it's known as the Ricoh nine nine nine. It weighs a ton it's mm-hmm. huge it's blocky it's got sharp edges blocky. but it does huge. have a built-in light meter which it's is kind of cool it's got it's got replaceable lenses but the thing i like about this camera and it goes down to 1.9 which is pretty nice mm-hmm. the pictures it takes are very purplish and you know slight vignette i mean every picture that it takes looks like it's from 1965 like it just it's going through a, it has a feel it's going to through it. a 20 uh, year filter is there some kind of thing is it a coating is it fungus hmm. is it what is it that he lens. can shoot multiple types of film and they all seem to blow out the purple and the green or Something whatever? Through the lens, the way the light greeny. is coming uh, through the lens. My guess would be that it was stored somewhere in the heat, temperature, barometric pressure. Barometric pressure, yes. <laughs> uh, over the years. Sunspots. Is, is that a 61? 60 to 63 they made it, yeah, so somewhere in there. I think it aged and it, it acquired, mm. acquired this. Well, I love it. it in the glass, mm. probably. I huh? dragged yeah. this thing around London with yeah, me but, last week. It weighs a ton and it it's, does. like I said, it's, it's all pointy Great and hard shot. to Carry, but lens on it I love it. it looks like. I wish I could. They only made three lenses for it. Luckily, I got the 1.9. There's a 50, the, the um, 50 millimeter 1.9. They also made, I think, like an 80 millimeter and like a one. Hundred or one thirty-five or something. Really? I'd love to get the other two lenses for it, but if I could, if I only had one, it would obviously be the one point nine. <clears throat> What's that? Fifties as wide as they went. Yeah, that's it. So they only made three lenses for it. You could buy this camera in a gift box that came with all three lenses, or. Wow. Just with the one, and I got this one in the box with the one. Actually, it has the original price tag on it, nineteen sixty. The price tag is eighty nine ninety five. Wow, what was ninety dollars in nineteen sixty? It was yeah, an expensive like, camera oh. back then. We'll be right back, right after this quick message. Hey, this is Michael Rosso. Did you know that the Film Photography Podcast is listener supported? That's right. Without you, there is no Film Photography Podcast, which is why we need your help. Please consider donating to the Film Photography Podcast by going to filmphotographypodcast.com and in the upper right-hand corner, clicking the Donate button. 
Your donation will keep the Film Photography Podcast running through 2012. Any purchase that you make in the Film Photography Podcast store will also support the Film Photography Podcast. Let's keep these shoes coming. That's right, yeah. Support the Film Photography Podcast. Yeah. It's a great year for pictures. And Scofield makes the picture right. And Scofield any day or night. It's a great year for pictures. So why don't you go and get A-N-S-C-O. And Scofield. And Sco. This weekend, make your pictures great with Ansco. Hey, we're back. What is eighty nine ninety nine in two thousand twelve? What is eighty nine ninety nine worth in two thousand twelve? <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> <a> stupid <laughs> question. That's what you said. Say what? No, oh, in nineteen sixty. Oh. oh, yeah, well, yeah, we got the date wrong. Okay, 80- how, how much was ninety dollars in nineteen sixty worth? <laughs> oh, it's it's the same question. Does not compute. <laughs> it's like ninety dollars, nineteen sixty money is equal to. How many dollars in 2012? Ooh, I got a good one. You have to look at it. I got a good one. An inflation in, adjustment. Inflation calculator. There you go. Computer. Computer. Yes, Dave. The inflation calculator. Here we go. Okay, we want... $90 in okay. 2012 Enter money. Enter the amount of money. Money. Monty. Monty, my friend. The amount of full Monty. The year. 19 city. 19 city. <laughs> and the year, the final year. I'm sorry I said the price. I didn't realize this was going to go off on this... Tangent. Ninety dollars was six hundred and fifty-five dollars wow. and three cents. That was it. Oh my! That's God. still a lot of money. Would you pay six hundred and fifty-five dollars wow. for a camera? I wouldn't pay fifty dollars for a camera. That is, where's See, it? I haven't. Where'd it go? I lost it already. No, here it is. I mean, that's that's about. Have you? This is the answer. That's about hundred dollars a pound. The Ansco <laughs> Mark. The Ansco Mark M. Would you say that? Uh, was there any reviews online about this? Yeah, there are people who talk about just sort of in passing in forums, like, oh, I got this thing. It's pretty good. What's this? That's a lug for a strap. It's got one on the That's other side. Lug. See that little teeny What's little... This? Flip that. Light meter. It's got a selenium light meter, but it's got a little flip-up metal cover, mm-hmm. and I think because of the cover, the meter actually still works really well. So usually oh, the old selenium meters... Yeah, it wasn't exposed to light, which, which killed them. Smart. Okay, so uh, it doesn't work... Well, you have to flip it open. I see M-flash. I understand that. X-flash, I understand. What's V? It's got V. What's ah, v? That is self-timer. Okay. That, it's got an MXV. If you, if you Google MXV lens, you'll see that. It's, it's not very common, and that pushes down. That's your shutter, which is on the front of the camera. That is super jazzed. Which is bizarre. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's just like somebody said, yeah. you know, let's do something different. It's got the film wind is on the bottom. Oh, my God. Uh, Interchangeable it's just a, lenses? But, but like yeah, I said, only those three are three available. Three lenses. They're proprietary. <laughs> podcast land. Yeah, you yeah. are. You have the other two lenses? No. no. You're looking for them. I would like to own the other three. You could, you, like I said, you could either buy this with one lens or with all three. Uh, the one I got, someone had just cheaped out. We may be bidding against each other, friend. There, there, are, there are guys online who have them right now, but, they, but the, you know, it's like buy it now, like $40. Which when I, you bought I'm this, did that. you buy just the camera or a whole, is this in a, whole, in a whole group when you purchased it? That one was a big box lot, but that was the camera that I wanted to get. I bought really? it. I, there was probably a dozen cameras in there for 30 bucks. And, how, and what occasions do you use this to shoot? Oh, that's my main go-to camera. Really? I love that. Yeah, because I love the, the purpley graininess that it that it that it provides it's got a proprietary front thread on it so i can't put filters on it i can't change the lenses i can't do anything with it which is unfortunate i can't use a cable release on it i can't do anything but it just makes really funky purple grainy pictures just, wow it's just cool wow. 
And it looks like a truck. <laughs> yes, it, it does. does. It's really a very special, yeah. special camera. Nice. Nice. What is this? We're, gonna, we, we're talking about modifications right now. What, what is this? This this was this was my first film camera, believe it or not. I got Recently this, or when you were a child? Uh, I got this way back in December of 2011. So believe it or not, that was my first film camera, which was like it? four months what, ago. What's it called? What's it called? So, so what this is, this is a Brownie Reflex synchro model. This is a TLR, uh, a one, originally a 127 camera, but this was the first camera that I hollowed out with my Dremel and made it fit 35. So this takes sprocketed 35 millimeter pictures. And then... Um, Again, this this came in a big box, a lot of stuff, and it came with the original flash shoulder okay. in its original box, <laughs> which I then butchered. Uh, but again, since I didn't want to have to use bulbs, I modified it to use a uh, electronic flash. So this has a how? Well, that's a whole other <laughs> that's a whole other discussion. Is that piece new, or did you gut it from this, another flash? This here? chunk is another flash. Although this was before I had little teeny teeny flashes like my, you know, my little Minolta and mm-hmm. things like that, my Photomatic. But it still looks fairly original, especially from the front, and uh, the the flash syncs up perfectly fine. Awesome. Fires every time. You know that baby that is awesome. I always forget about those bulbs. That's awesome. But yeah, it fires every time. It syncs up properly. And in fact, so cool. the cool somebody just emailed me this morning about um, modifying old film cameras and getting the the electronic flash to sync properly. The cool thing about the reflex is once you pull it apart and get into the lenses, there's a little tiny set screw that you can actually advance or retard the. Uh, the spark, basically. You can, you can adjust the flash hmm. timing. No way. So the brownie ref- reflexes, you can actually get in there and make them work with electronic flash, no problem. This one, right out of the box, happened to sync up perfectly. So. And how are your images? Excellent. Yeah, it's, they yeah. come out very blown out and a little kind of faded. Like the, these, I mean, these lenses weren't designed for practically color film, let alone uh, electronic it, flash. It originally so. took um, 120 or 620? 127. 127. Yeah. So that's why it was such a good candidate for doing 35. Because it did require a little bit of dremeling to, to get it to fit, but it does fit. And, you know, from the outside, once you seal up, don't forget to seal up your counter hole, your counter window. And, and now it's only 35, or you can go yeah. back? No, this one you can't really go back to. Right. And this camera, this particular model is pretty easy to find on the bay. Fairly Absolutely. Expensive. Yeah, you, you can find these for 10 bucks. You yeah. can find them at flea markets, garage sales. They're, they made millions of them, and um, it, it looks so old-fashioned that people kind of yep. just toss them away. You know, and, and it takes 127, which is hard to use, too. Since so. we're talking about 127 roll film, I see next to it is a brownie, a very odd... Another rectangular brownie. brownie. Yeah, this was this is actually a cool camera. This was the Brownie Auto Twenty Seven, and they also made one called the Brownie mm-hmm. Super Twenty Seven. They were both only made, I believe, nineteen sixty four. They only made them for like a year or so. The cool thing about this was it's just it's kind of an odd form, you know, format. It's almost like a one ten format where it's mm. long and skinny, but it has a built in hidden. Flash oh, bay, so you could whoa. put a little flash bulb in there. Yes, yes. It's a big rectangle. But I then I modified it, so I it's got electronic took, flash. I bet you took the AG one peanuts, the little ones. Took the little yep, bulbs. yeah, exactly. And you could and you could put one in there and then close the door. Bring a shot of that baby. And then um, so so I so I modified this and and jammed the tiniest electronic flash I could find in there. Syncs up perfectly and uh, takes very interesting pictures. And this is probably the number one camera I walk around with. People walk up and say, "What the heck is that yeah. thing? Is that it's digital?" Very is it, odd looking. It's camera. really weird looking yeah, camera. Really, really well. John, it almost uh, looks like a movie camera. Yeah. 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 If it was up sideways. Mark mentioned number one camera. Number one. Number one. Number one. I love the number ones. Yeah. I've and, got a bunch of those. And we can't leave the conversation of 127 without talking about the gem of, 120, uh, of 127s, which is the TLR Yashica 44. Hi. Hi. Yeah. 
I'm a sucker for the Yushikas. So, yeah, I've got the, the 44 and the 44A, which apparently they're not the same camera, which I didn't know. Um, What's the difference? They're both 127? They're both 127. They were, they were released. The 44 came out first, and the 44A came out slightly later. The, the trouble is, well, the good thing about them is that you can, these are 127 cameras, but they can be modified to take 35 millimeter, but it's a non-destructive mod. So you literally, in the back, you unscrew two little screws, the little guide roller pops out, and it takes 35. That's it. So you don't have to chop the camera up. So if, as long as you save the screws and the roller, you can, you can put it back to 127 look right whenever there. you want. Definitely go for the 44, not the 44A, but they both just say Yashica 44. And if you're buying them online, most people just sell it as a Yashica 44. What's the 44A? What's the difference again? So the 44A is kind of the baby version. And the biggest difference is they're, they're essentially the same, but the 44 has got the crank wind, so it makes you look really slick. Crank. Does it even say A on it? Or does it even say? It doesn't say anything. Yeah, from the front, they both oh. say forty-four, and so that's why people list it and they say, "Oh, it's a Yashica forty-four, But the, what they're really selling you is a forty-four A, which they don't they don't realize. You don't Black realize. Or gray. So which how one? do you know? Which well, one? You? So what you're looking for? I mean, from the front, the biggest difference is the forty-four has the uh, the bay one, the bayonet thirty millimeter um, filter yeah. holders, so you can put filters and, and lenses, which I have every lens ever made for it. It's got the crank wind on the side, which right. makes you look really cool. But also, a really important thing is that the shutter speeds um, on the 44 um, are a little more... Well, there are more of them. So, yeah. So, on, on, the, on the 44A, you only get bulb 25, 50, 100, or 300. The, the, the 44 has a lot more Which choices. do you prefer? 44. There's no... It's a gray one? Just get the so, they're both gray, but... Yeah. One's dark gray. One, one's two-tone. It's light gray. In fact, these were available in multiple colors, even. So, oh, is that right? Um, yeah. They Greens were, are green. I don't think there was a green. There was a purple. There was a blue. There might have been a black. Um, I don't remember offhand, but the gray is the most common. But, yeah, there's no reason to get the 44A. It's just cheaper. But, yeah, definitely get the 44. Yeah, then you're good to go. Um, it does have a, a PC cable on the front. It's, uh, it's also got a, a self-timer, which the 44A does not have. It's, uh, it's um, MX sync for flashes, so you can put whatever flash you want on. It's got a nifty little frame counter in the side. Like, it's a really cool little camera. So, yeah, I love these. This was kind of my starter camera. I eventually did get a, a oh, Mat 124, which is uh, the full-on 120 big meatloaf of a camera, which I love, too. <laughs> and that takes what kind of film? That takes uh, either 120 or 220. Okay. Oh, either or, eh? Yeah, either or. Yeah, actually, yeah, you had a letter from somebody who was saying that they had the Mat, one, the Mat 12. Yep. So that's the 120 version. They also had one called the Mat 24, which was the 220 version. So the Mat 124 could either take 12 or 24. Ooh, that's why fancy, it's called the 124. Fancy. Oh, kinda, uh, those cameras are awesome smart. for yeah. either event photographers or news photographers because 220 is just longer. You get how many exposures? Like 24. 24 instead of 12. Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't yeah. Or, or double. Yeah, it's out. double. Yeah. No. I shouldn't say 12. Shooting a big story. Yeah, shooting a big story. You don't want to miss that uh, no. That dance with Grandma. And if you see newsreels from any any event, historic event, mm. any of the JFK, Robert Kennedy, uh, Jackie Kennedy, any of that stuff, you'll see an amazing array of either Ouija-type cameras like Crown Graphics, Speed mm-hmm. Graphics, or TLRs on a flash, on a bracket. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, they're not even looking down. Probably just set to... F8, F11, F16, and it's all just shoot. Those guys are pros. They're just guesstimate. Yeah. You know, yeah. Set it to infinity. Senate, Senate. I hope to get to that someday where I can just look at a scene and say, oh, that's about yeah. whatever. Hey, but look, it's Jack Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm far from there now. So. And uh, well, thank you, Mark. Sure. Absolutely. This Nashika. Is that right? Let me see. Is it juiced Nishika. up? Where did it go? Oh, it's juiced up. I already got the, the yeah, the Nashika 3D in 8,000. What is this? 
I don't really know, actually, but I was <laughs> on eBay, and I was a classic when I came across it. I think it was late. It was ending in, like, because I make the mistake of hitting the eBay. With you were the, a few beers in. I said it, it, I said it like, uh, to, like, what ends, like, in the next Tw- like 10 minutes mm-hmm. and then oh, if, it's, really? if it's more than that i don't really i'm not interested so i'll just like <laughs> it'll very go short there. attention span so i'm like okay what's ending and like i'm okay i'm going to bed in 15 minutes what's yeah. ending <laughs> nothing i'm going to bed this one was ending and it was like ten dollars shipped wow other with the flash no? no nobody bid i was wow. like somebody's got a bid on this with a nice flash with too. a nice flash the nashika matching Crazy. twin light like 3010 flash it is brand new have you developed anything yet and i just put my first roll in it like uh on the way over today so i just literally got it the other day Brand new, come to the. It's all it's beautiful. But it's got four. Uh, what I can. It's a quadra system. Whatever the thirty millimeter quadra lens system. Four lenses with apertures for indoor, cloudy, cloudy sun and did you, sun. Did you know it was going to work? I had no idea. I didn't know it was. It was ten bucks. Right. You know? So I was like the Impulse. flash. It's like the candy aisle. Well, the flash. I was like, you know, for the flash alone. Oh, like, yeah, really. So the crazy thing flash. is, I've seen yeah, pictures no, of these. It looks yeah. like a like a crappy plastic. 35 millimeter, yeah. but when you actually have it in your hands, it's double the size. It's gigantic. Yeah. So, it's so I brought crazy. it tonight because I was going to do 3D pictures of everybody. If you're going to turn it on and give it a crank. It's now, not, here's it's the not trick. actually 3D. You're like, no. Modifying. So, here's what I was going to do with it. If you go to the, go look up the Nishika. No, it's you like, got, no, you can't shoot. It's very, you have to be exactly six feet away. Oh, get out. And you have to have like 25 feet of space behind you to make the 3D effect. But, but you can't get a 3D effect. It's well, not well. It's not three E's. Yeah. So if I'm over here, it's like stereoscopic, but here. quadroscopic. It's a three D lenticular camera. So if you get no, me like no penny, yeah, that's that basically. Yeah, it. So and then pop me from there. One, well, make a crazy face. What was the red? Uh, the red means <laughs> that you need a flash, which you had. So you had it. So it doesn't know you. You can buy one new for twenty five buck. There you go. Without uh, the flash. Too much. Exactly. Too much. So and the viewer. The one person I haven't got yet is Mark. So I got everybody else. So the idea, as I scream, <laughs> says it's, uh, let's see, yeah, it's 35. Yeah. All right, good. Standard so, um, flash. There's another site on there. So the idea, what I'm, there's, if you go to this one guy's site, I don't know why I came across it. It's got oh, like a. Sorry. That's this, is, it. this is the. Yeah. Uh, so see, it's, it's got like a little animated GIF on there. And it's actually so. What you can do is you can take the four frames it takes. Hold that baby up. Make put, a little movie. And you make, you can make a little looping movie. Yeah. That's like, and I'm like, that'll be great at smooth. Well, that'll be great on on your Flickr page. Too. Yeah, you can like put up a, the animated GIF. There's all right. these. If you go to just create a GIF, you know make a GIF dot com or I don't know what it is. You upload the four images and it spits out an animated GIF. Or you do it in Photoshop. It's really easy. And then you'll have like so you can have these goofy 3D where they write where the background moves. You've seen yeah. them on. Yeah, they're He's got one right there. If you oh, can. let me see. It's a girl. See the girl? Oh, yeah, you have to get up there so close. The girl, like, kind of. Oh, look at that. It's a twitching yeah. girl. Yeah, she, she, she stays the same in the background. Ooh. It's Louisiana Death Rider. It's the classic, you know, you close one eye and then switch eyes and you get the different camera the one, camera two, moving. camera one. Originally, what was. How did it work originally? I have no idea. What's it say? If originally, they, maybe they took it and they processed it. I was thinking, what if you did take it and put it, it in It was RGB a special process. Well, you was, can make lenticular you know, prints. What if you did like a black and white and RG and B and then you put them on top of each other and then looked at it with 3D glasses? I don't you, know. Your head would explode. Well, not 3D. I mean, you could do stereoscopic. Stereoscopic, yeah, right. I mean, that you can do that with a regular camera. Yeah. Take, take a picture, move it two inches, and take yeah. another one, and you'll yeah. get stereoscopic. Right. So, theoretically, I could take the two wide ones or whatever, and you yeah. probably have a good stereoscopic. Uh, it's also half frame, too. Yeah. So, it takes... Four times as many lenses in half the amount of space. So, this is a roll of 24. I get 12 square pictures. Square or long? I'm assuming it's going to be a bunch of little square half frame things. I don't wow. Know. I will... We will know by the... Uh, by, 
the time this airs, I'll have some up. They'll be up on oh, Flickr. Oh, great. Yeah, I'll, I'll get this going. At danespictures.com. At Dane's, <laughs> more boring than markspictures.com. <laughs> Slightly less boring if they're moving. TimTamsPictures.com. Right. If you got matter. stuff twitching on your Flickr page, Ooh, people yeah. will be all over it. That's right. And I'll put like the I'll need with a shovel. It'll be under construction. Twitch. You know? Twitch. <laughs> well, you know, I want to thank you guys. Uh, you know, for you know, our this is our Jersey Boys podcast. Mm-hmm. Jersey Boys. Uh, In the sweet of the night. Right? Isn't that Jersey Boys? Mm. Oh, I don't know. My Can't parents love that it. music. Yeah, my, my in-laws have seen God, that, that show like four times. Yeah, it's oh, really, huh? Man, that's some stinky. Man. Excellent. 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 It's been a very enlightening getting to know Mark, the inside the mechanisms of your brain. You got a rough exactly. one. Right? It's related to photography. across the room with a violin. You got a rough with one, With a violin dude. and a funny hat on. send Mark to Switzerland to come up with him and George. Oh, my God. Yeah. kidding me? They'd rule the world within a week. I, I have come back like extensively looked at that site. That those <laughs> are cool little things. Back with George's brain in the jar. Yes, <laughs> I got it. Yeah, but electronic it would be, flash attached to it. find a way to like thought process with George. Yeah, have one super brain. They can have a cloud with, brain with a flash on it. Yeah. Well, listen, we'll, we'll be back in two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. You sound like a bird. <laughs> and on May fifteenth, we're going to talk more intensely about the upcoming gigs. Ooh. More, you know, more information about it. Detail information. More fun formation. Yeah, thank you, John. More fun formation. How that come? Hey, wait. Oh, I mean, oh, sorry. I was reading. Here it goes. Here it goes. It's ready yet? It's black and white. Yeah, it's only twenty seconds. Uh, super speedy. Oh. Whoa. Freaky. Oh, because you did the 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 like the the boo. I got I got two Danes. Two Danes. My picture has two Danes. Hey, uh, f- uh f- you know, stop by online filmphotographyproject.com. We have our blog. We have our store. We have our videos. We have a podcast, this podcast. Got all kinds of stuff. All, all kinds of stuff. Kinds of fun. Uh, uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you then. All right. Thanks yeah. for spending your time with us. John was so awesome. I didn't hear it like once from you. Like, oh, man. Jordan. No. I gotta go. Well, because I'm leaving right now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You making any good stops from the bagel shop or you're out of here? No. No. I gotta go. You always do shopping on the yeah, that's why I, I have help. Oh, so Kevin said he's gonna do it. Oh, yeah, alright. I'll give him a call. Eastman Kodak Company is happy to bring you America's favorite family, the Nelsons. Ozzie. Harriet, David, and Ricky. They enjoy good times together. And like most of us, they enjoy good times over again in pictures. And now, let's join the Nelsons in Hawaii. In Hawaii, it's traditional to toss these flowers into the water as you leave. If they float back to shore, it's said that you're sure to come back again. I hope that's true, but there is one sure way to enjoy your vacation over again. Just take lots of movies. Well, you can just about feel those waves right now. Today, taking movies is easier than it ever was. This Brownie automatic movie camera adjusts itself to changing light automatically. You can take a shot like this one in the sun, and this one in the shade, and both shots come out fine automatically. 
It's a great way to enjoy your vacation again and again. Color movies made with a Brownie automatic movie camera. Kodak's Brownie automatic movie camera costs $77.50 or as little as $8 down. Other Brownie movie cameras start at $34.50. Remember, only a Brownie gives you so much pleasure at so low a cost. And now Kodak invites you to enjoy... The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. Dan Domi reporting again from the FPP Underground, where we investigate some topics that might otherwise fly under the radar. Let's say you want to dive into large format, 4x5, 5x7, 8x10, or even bigger. Well, you're looking into the price of cameras and lenses, but have you thought about the cost of film yet? Depending on what you get, 4x5 film can be $1 to $2 per sheet, and 8x10 easily surpasses $4 per sheet. Who wants to pay those kind of prices, especially while you're still learning the ropes with a new camera? Last I heard, FPP co-host Matt Mirage was experimenting with using X-ray film for all his large format work. But if that method doesn't strike your fancy, after all I have heard that it can be tricky to work with, did you know that you can work with paper negatives? That's right, the same silver gelatin paper you use to make prints can be put in your film holders to make your negatives and I'm going to give you a few tips for using them effectively. First off, you'll probably want to use a resin-coated paper. Resin-coated paper is cheaper and won't curl on you the way fiber paper will, lying nice and flat for contact prints. You might also want to use a matte paper instead of glossy to help cut down on internal reflections. Next, depending on the paper in your film holder, you might have to trim the paper down just a little bit. The great thing about using paper, though, is that you can do all this while under a red safe light. When you're out shooting, the paper should be rated around ASA 4 or 6, but the major obstacle is going to be the high contrast if you just shoot normally. One way to get around this is to either use a yellow filter or pre-flash the paper. Using a yellow filter on the lens is pretty self-explanatory, but what about this pre-flashing thing? Well, you'll need a test strip of paper and your light source. I use my empty and larger on the weakest output settings with a double zero yellow filter in the drawer. Set up your test strip with part of the paper covered by something solidly opaque, like a ruler. Then make a series of exposures in short increments, about half or one second each, and then process the test strip you're going to see that you can expose the paper for a short amount of time before the paper starts shifting away from pure white. Choose the longest exposure that will still give you pure white like the part of the strip that was covered by the ruler. That will give you just enough low contrast light to help tame the resulting image contrast. After you've shot your negative, it's back into the darkroom for developing. 
you can either use a film developer or a very dilute paper developer to process the paper. If you're using Dectol, for example, try something like a 1 plus 9 dilution. Anyway, just develop the image in a tray and pull it out when it looks sufficiently dark. It might take a bit of practice to get this right. Run it through the stop bath, fixer, and wash as normal, and then let it dry. At this point, you can either scan the negative and invert the image on a computer, or you can use the enlarger as a light source and make a contact print. The fact that you're dealing with a white base instead of a translucent base like with sheet film doesn't seem to matter too much. Just make sure to keep the two emulsions in contact when you set everything up. Also, you're going to want to do a number of test strips, just like with any exposure. Well, that about wraps it up. Paper negatives are something I'm still just starting to try, but they're a lot of fun and far more cheap to experiment with than large format film. Get in touch via the FPP forums or via Flickr. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time. and opinions they change on a whim Whoa, I can't compete with this where was that honesty I felt when we kissed Whoa, being the nice guy just us so much as the But when 
by Senator John Platt. It was passed in 1906. This amendment to our Constitution has a profound impact upon all of our... Where is Jeff Spicoli? I saw him earlier today near the first floor bathrooms. Is he still on campus? Anyone? Yes, Desmond? I saw him by the food machines. How long ago? Right before class. Okay. Bring him in. What is this fascination with truancy? What is it that gets inside your heads? There are some teachers in this school who look the other way at truants. It's a little game that you both play. They pretend they don't see you, you pretend you don't ditch. Now, who pays the price later? You. Wait a minute, there's no birthday party for me here. Oh, I'm Stan. What's the reason for your truancy? Just couldn't make it on time. Food will be eaten on your time. Why are you continuously late for this class, Mr. Spicoli? Why do you shamelessly waste my time like this? I don't know. I, I feel like a stranger to my old town. Lost the smell of the blossoms Once so bad I think I have the key But I can't find the door The families have gone Are they still mad at us? They put up 
such a bachelor pad Stop to skip the records Oh, so mad We were the only ones In the center of it all Though it was in our hands Years wasted on the young Can't help but smile